Precious God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the power in your word. We thank you for the revelation in your word. Thank you, Father Lord, for the light, the understanding of your word. We thank you for the blessings of your word. That as we look at your word, Father, thank you for shedding more of your light upon us, uh, bringing us better and better and better. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now, I decided to deliberately read 10 to 13 for the purpose of understanding. This verse can take us a whole month of teaching. Called the armor alone, the word armor alone is enough to take us about three teachings. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to just capitalize. I'm going to look at just the word might. Praise the Lord. Now, do I give you the preambles and then look at the word might and see um, how the power of God is playing out in the life of of a believer. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul opens up the, this aspect of spiritual battle against Satan and the life of a believer with a very strong instruction. With a very strong instruction. Apostle Paul says, finally, my brethren, finally, my brethren was not finalizing anything particular of what they're about to say, but he had been teaching the people. He talked about family. He talked about uh, so many other things. And then he was saying, and then this one, having spoken about the family life of a believer, now finally what I'm going to talk next is a battle of the believer. So that's a, it's a finally meaning that he had been saying something and he was talking about families and all that. And so he now said, finally, finally, now I want you to take a very important attention of the battle that stands that awaits you on the way as a believer. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Praise the Lord. Be strong. Somebody say, be strong in the Lord and in his power of his mind. So this morning I came, I came with this message for you. I declare that you stand strong. I declare that you will stand strong in the power of his mind. Whatever it takes to stand strong, receive it in Jesus' name. You will flow in his power in the name of Jesus. You will not fail in the name of Jesus. Whatever it takes to stand, you will stand. The breeze will blow. The branches of the trees will break down. At the end of it all, you will stand. The earth will shake and the, 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 the rocks will run and hit each other. Things may seem to have overturned and things are in the piggledies, you know, higgledy, piggledies, six and sevens. But at the end of the day, 
you will what? Stand. Somebody say, I'm standing. Somebody say, I'm standing in the power of his might. Hallelujah. So in other words, Apostle Paul's exhortation and these verses came on the heels of his teaching. A teaching on family matters. And at the end, he felt impaired to equally prepare the mind of believers towards the possible battle of life between the believer and the satanic agents. Praise the Lord. His first instruction is be strong in the Lord. This is important. This is important because the first area believers fail in the battle against the devil is a lack of resilience. The inability to stand against the wise and the tricks of the devil. Praise the Lord. So Paul chose to address this area because it's very important. Uh, for you to travel against the devil, all you need is to what? Stand. Stand what? In the power of his might. That's the reason he said that. That will explain quickly. Praise the Lord. Now, Paul says you should stand strong in the matter, in any matter. Meaning that you should not allow the devil to have his way. It says stand, meaning that, look, battles will come. The devil will come with his tricks and strategies. But hear me and hear me clear. Stand. You want to ask, stand why? How? Praise the Lord. He's saying you should stand because this battle is not actually a battle for you to fight as though you are fighting to win a battle. It is a battle that you are keeping the victory that you have already won. Because the battle has taken place and the, the, Jesus has already given you the victory. And so the, the devil is coming with his lies and tricks to look as though you is engaging you with a battle for your victory. No, you are not fighting from the point of defeat to win. You are fighting from the point of victory to stand victorious. And that's why Paul says stand. Someone says stand. Stand means look, you are a winner. Stand a winner. Don't give the devil the chance. You're only to stand as a winner whom you have been made to be. Christendom believers, you don't fight. We are not to fight the devil. Yesterday, I was in my house and there's a school beside my house because my, I, I stay upstairs. There's a school beside you. See, the, the children were, you know, on Fridays, the children, the children were about to close and see, their teacher was leading them in prayer. Praise the Lord. Send him body. Who is fighting my destiny? Die, 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 die. No children. And when it comes to that area, die, they will chorus it. 
and they were dancing. Die, 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 die. And I said, this woman must be a fire mountain uh, believer. Praise the Lord. In the first place, spirit, don't die. Praise the Lord. So, we have to, you know, we believers, we are too ignorant of the things of the kingdom. If you are a believer, you are a victor. You don't fight. And that's why Jesus said, look, you are more than conqueror. You know what it means by more than conqueror? And then grammatically, if you say you are a conqueror, it means you fight battle and win. A conqueror does not lose battle. Every battle he fights, he wins. But the, the Bible didn't say we are conqueror. He said we are more than conqueror. Then, which means the one that is more than conqueror does not fight. He claims victory. So you are to claim victory. Because the battle has been fought by our Lord Jesus. The victory belongs to you. All you need is the word stand. Let me tap your neighbor and say stand. The victory belongs to you. Hallelujah. Be strong in the law. This is important. Very important. Paul is emphatic. Says stand strong in this matter. So, when you engage the devil in any battle, you are not fighting to win. Because before the challenge, you are already a winner. You are known to fight to win. You are only standing to retain your victory. Which the devil, the trickster, the thief want to steal. Praise the Lord. If you are having pain today, you are just a man that has been healed and the devil wants to put sickness. Sickness is not your portion. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you have no money in your pocket, you are the one that has been made rich and the devil wants you to feel as if you don't have money. And you always to convince him, look, I know who I am. I have been made rich for the Lord Jesus because of me became poor that I may be rich and the cattle and thousands of cattle on the hills belongs to me. He has given me the power to make words and I'm making it. Devil, get out. Hello, somebody. Are we together? Okay. Praise the Lord. Power is, as we said last week, is the ability to do things. So, being strong in the power of his mind obviously means you should remain insurmountable and meetable in the power of God. Praise the Lord. You remain what? Insurmountable. And the what? Indomitable. In the power of God. Praise the Lord. That is stand. Undefeatable. 
Stand on the vegetable. Stand on the vegetable. Hallelujah. Amen. His mind, his mind refers to his greatness. So when he says, stand in the power of his mind, he says, stand strong in his greatness. Praise the Lord. It does sovereignty. Stand strong in his sovereignty. Stand strong in his superiority. Stand strong in his mightiness. Stand strong in his ability. The ability of his word to bring things around for our good. Stand strong in his mind. Stand strong in his ability, in his capacity, in his greatness, in his strength, in his indomitability. Stand strong. This is what Paul was trying to convey. Praise the Lord. And when you get the understanding, you will do explodes. The Bible says, for those who know their God shall do what? Explodes. You need to know your God. So when you are fighting, when you know your God, you need, you need to push with the understanding of the one backing you. This God does not fail. Listen to me, no, one time, no matter the battle that will come before you in your lifetime, you will remain a winner. I don't know what somebody is going through here. Look, you are already a winner. Because the God that you serve does not fail. He will take you there. You will overcome. He will fly you over the mountain. He will lift you on the hills. Even kings will celebrate you. Even the mountains will clap for you. The trees will sing for you. Because your God is mighty. Hallelujah. I'm just surrounding, I'm dancing around the, the power of this mind and then I will take you to uh, uh, actually the, the play of the power. Praise the Lord. Amen. God's power is encapsulated in his word. Hello? Listen very attentively. God's power is what? Encapsulated in his word. God's word is a spiritual force. Okay? It, the, the, his mind, the, the mightiness of his word is enough to overcome the lies and the tricks of Satan in any battle. Praise the Lord. In other words, when you are armed with his word, the devil will fly. Praise the Lord. The devil will flee, rather. Amen. So, if God's power is encapsulated in his word, I'd like you to understand me. If God's power is actually encapsulated in his word, praise the Lord, it is therefore obvious that the power of God is Jesus. 
Because Jesus is God's word made flesh. Praise the Lord. Jesus is who? God's word made flesh. And the power of God in his, is in his word. Meaning that the power of God is in Jesus. So you cannot have a play of his power without the word. In other words, without Jesus. Praise the Lord. So that's why our theme, Christ, the power of God. Praise the Lord. Here we are um, practically cautious of who we are and what we serve. We have the understanding of the dynamics of the kingdom. That we have gone past taking uh, uh, titles of uh, uh, our team, over, overall breakthrough, or supernatural turnaround, or whatever. Praise the Lord. We focus on the main thing, and every other thing shall what? Follow. Amen? So, this also means that if you want to encounter God, if you want to encounter God, you do so through his uh, word. Are you getting me? If you want to engage God, you engage him through what? Through his word? His word. And his word is Jesus. Praise the Lord. So, if you want to tap from his power, you do so by his word. You do so by his word, you know and speak. He said, you shall know the truth and that the truth you know shall set you free. And what is the truth? The word of God. Hallelujah. Believers who know this secret, believers who live a word-based life, believers who live word-based life never remain the same. If you live according to the word of God, if you live a word cultured, directed, you know, Based life is your life based on God's word. You can't live a life based on God's word and remain the same. You will keep moving from one stage to the other. The glory will continue to shine brighter and brighter. And that's why the Bible says is that the part of the righteous shall shine it brighter. And brighter. What makes it so? It is the righteous who live a word-based life. His path must always shine it brighter and brighter. Praise the Lord. Amen, somebody. So, believers who know these secrets, they know what to do. Like the woman with the issue of blood. Praise the Lord. 
the woman with the issue of law. This is the secret of the woman. For after 12 years of suffering, she suddenly realized that the only way she could solve her problem was to engage Jesus, who is the power of God. In other words, she discovered that for her to solve her problem, she needs the power of God. And the only way she can tap into the power of God is to look for Jesus, the repository of God's power. Hallelujah. She had been there. She was worthy. She was influential. She must have heard about believers, Christians, or whatever. The Jews. She really didn't take it serious. She thought she could solve her problem with her money. So she went to everywhere money could take her. But the problem remained. She sought powers that ever existed under the sun, except that of God, and the problem remains. But there is power that is above all powers. When you contact that power, things must change. She got to know that. She heard about Jesus. She heard the story. And she said, then, I will get this power. And put an end to this problem. Praise the Lord. She was desperate. She heard the word. You see, everything that happened to the woman of the issue of blood was a foreshadow of what the age is today. Praise the Lord. A foreshadow of what is going to happen to believers today. I will give you three ways, three, three dimensions of her movement. Praise the Lord. And what they represent today in our life. Amen? She spent money. She spent time. She spent energy. In the book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 25 to 34, gives us the narrative of the woman with the issue of law. We cannot read it for time. But I will analyze it. I'm going to just focus on what she said. I will focus on only what she said. She said, if I may touch the hem of his garment. That is my focus. If I may do what? Touch the hem of the garment. So we're going to look, we are going to look at the biblical representation and theology on what it means to touch. And then what the hem of his garment represents. Because she was emphatic. 
She was what? Emphatic. She said all she needed to do, all that is left. So for somebody who has sought power, who has sought solution for 12 years and didn't get, and now she suddenly believed that all she needs is just to touch somebody's garment. Not even Jesus himself. John, what is wearing? So if I may touch the hair, I shall. He used the word shall. Praise the Lord. I shall be made whole. Which means I must. It must happen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Then what is this touch? What does the touch mean to us, the Christian today? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There may be principles. There are principles that had played out. The principles are still there. The practice may change. Praise the Lord. So I give you three things of what she meant when she said, if you may touch. Then I give you why hammer, why hem of his garments. Why not Jesus himself? Why must it be the hem that he will touch? And he will be made whole. Have you ever thought of that? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It, it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was clear. If I may touch what? Is this I mean, if I may touch Jesus? Is if I may touch the hem of his garment? So what is so spectacular about the hem? And what is this touch she's talking about? Praise the Lord. Number one. To touch means to submit to the lordship of Jesus. It means to recognize that he is the Lord and to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Today, our own is to accept him as Lord and Savior. That time, that was not the practice. Praise the Lord. Because he was with them physically. Amen? Anybody that comes out today say, I have heard the word. Now, I know I'm now, I'm now, I know I was a sinner. Now, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. You have touched him. Praise the Lord. So, what we do today when we give our life to Christ is what the woman did. Because you cannot have the flow of the power of God except you accept the repository of the power. And that is Jesus. So when she said, if you may touch, the touch is to submit to the lordship of Jesus. To accept, to recognize him as the Lord. Praise the Lord. Until you have given your life to Christ, or no, or you have accepted Christ, God's power will remain elusive in your life. And that is the superior power on earth and in heaven. Praise the Lord. Amen. Except you are born again. You cannot have the demonstration of his power, except somebody who has the connection releases it unto you. Praise the Lord. But this time around, the woman goes by himself. I mean by herself. 
If I may touch. She couldn't have told anybody because at that time, the blood flow she having forbid her from being in the public, for touching people. Praise the Lord. Forbid her. She, 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 the Lord did not permit her to mingle with people. But she did it. Somebody said she did it. Hallelujah. So, the power of God does not flow without the personality of Jesus. Because he is the Godhead bodily. He is what? Godhead bodily. Number two. When that woman said, if I may touch, and to touch Jesus is to understand and soak yourself in this world. When you have the word of God and you have the understanding, you are having the raw power. She needed the power, praise the Lord, the power of God. And the only way you can have the flow of the power of God is to have God's word that carries his power. Because God does nothing outside his power. I mean, outside his word. Praise the Lord. God does nothing outside his word. Remember when God was creating heaven and earth, and when he said everything, the whole place was, 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 was in shambles, was incongruous, flat. And so what did he do? Until he said something. The Holy Spirit never moved. It is the word of God that moves, that motivates, that, that provokes the Holy Spirit into action. Praise the Lord. So, to tap into his power, you must have his word for the purpose of your need. And he prophetized in chapter 16 or 15 and said, I found his word and, and ate it. Praise the Lord. I found his word and I did what? I ate it. You need to find God's word that addresses your case and eat it. Soak yourself in the word. And so whenever they come, even when you are sleeping in the realm of the spirit, you will, God will come in power and they will run away. Praise the Lord. You can't have the flow of his word, of his power without his word. So that's the second way that the woman touched Jesus. Hallelujah. Number three way to touch Jesus requires that you come with the boldness of faith. God does not work with fear. The power of God cannot move with fear. I thought it was this. she was not even permitted. She was not allowed by law to enter that crowd. But she was desperate and bold. She knew what she wanted. The power was surging her. She was bold. And the Bible advises us in the book of Hebrew 
in chapter 4, verse 16, that we should come with what? Confidence and boldness to the throne of grace. It is when you find grace, he said that we find it mercy. It does, which means that you don't have to be perfect to carry this boldness into the throne of grace. That when you are bold, the door will be opened. And when the door is open, you will assess the throne. And then mercy will find you. And when you have the mercy, grace will sustain you. Then you will get what you need in times of need. So when she carried the boldness, mercy found her. Hallelujah. Mercy found her. And because mercy found her, grace covered her. And what, what happened next? The miracle happened. I see somebody here. Something is cooking for you. The heaven is gathering for you. The angels are gathering to sing for you. Because what God is about to do, you yourself will not believe it. God is about to turn your situation 360 degrees around. So if somebody is hearing me, if you are that person, shout amen. amen. So you will get to your destination. You will win that battle. In fact, that battle is won already. You will get there. You will get there. Just be strong. Stand strong in his mind and his mind. Celebration is yours. Hallelujah. The woman was desperate with an unusual boldness and confidence. Hallelujah. And she found mercy. You will find mercy. And grace found her. Grace will locate you. And the answer of victory is waiting for you. Receive in the name of Jesus. Receive in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to run it off by why was this woman so particular about touching the hair? He said, if you may touch the hair, so there are two words there. That they find what she wanted. Touching and touching what? The hem. What's so special? What's so special about this hem? And that she believed that just touching it will bring everything to pass. Praise the Lord. I don't know. In those days, you know, when Jesus dressed, there's this dressing, there's something that put the wear on on shoulder. Praise the Lord. We, we wear something and then put something as a cloth or and, uh, what we have today as um, shawl, hair, you know, put on shoulder. And this shawl has, you know, uh, uh, what the strips on the, on the down and that's the hair. The garment, the hair. So the, 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 those things one of them represents the law. And in the Bible, there is 613 laws. 613 laws. So it has from those side and from this side put together 
Every one of them represented a particular law. And he was carrying it on his shoulder. Meaning that he has come to fulfill the law. Though he was yet to die, to do it by his blood. But he, because he was here physically, he carried it on his shoulder. What you carry on your shoulder is inferior to you. You carry your baby because you are stronger than your baby. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So he was carrying it on his shoulder to foreshadow what he's going to do to fulfill the law. And that's why when they were asking him, he said, look, I have not come to abrogate the law. I have come to fulfill it. He didn't cancel the law. He came to fulfill it for us because no one, no human being can fulfill 613 law without missing one. Because the Lord, when you miss one, if you score 612, when you miss one, you have failed woefully. So it was impossible and it was deliberate. God made it so that no man shall boast. That everybody will come to the lordship of Jesus. The one, the Alpha and the Omega. The one who died for mankind. So, the woman with the issue of blood knew the secret. If you are sitting here this morning and I pray, you will receive revelation. So, revelation is, is, is the solution. is the highest level of God. When you receive revelation, the true revelation, it is done. It's a problem she'll be carrying, but now she has the revelation. That hem was carrying the law. And he who was carrying it has fulfilled the law. Why did she want to touch it? Because when she touches it, she automatically has also fulfilled the law. And the reason why the devil was afflicting her will be done with. Because the devil cannot deal with you except you are found faulty. Now she needed that. Touching the hair automatically make her a fulfillment of the law. And that was why the moment she touched it, people says, the power flow unto her and she got hid. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus just wanted people to know and said, somebody touch me. What did he say? Somebody has received power for me. I carry God's he want them to know that God's power is in him. And somebody has received a quantum for touching him. Praise the Lord. Because the devil is a bastard. The devil afflicts the believers when they find something incriminating on you. But when you are free, they cannot. At that time, the law was very, very key. You have to fulfill the law. And that was why annually they have to also sacrifice animal every year. Because every year they must fall below 
So they have, they have to sacrifice every year to ensure that their sins are washed away. And accumulate another one again for another one year. Praise the Lord. So, but this lady came. It may not be the time. Ta- ta- it is not yet time for the priest to go to the temple to remove their sin. He said, this man is carrying God's power. All I need is to touch him. She made the move. She touched him. And the power flow. I don't know who is listening to me this morning. I don't know where you need the flow of his power. But because you are under the sound of my voice, receive the demonstration. Receive his power. Receive the flow. Receive the answer to that question. Receive the answer to that question. Receive victory over that battle. Receive victory over that battle. Receive revelation over that confusion. In the name of Jesus, I don't know what is happening in your life, but I know the word of God does not fail. The word of God will set you free. When you embrace Jesus, if you are a believer, you embrace Jesus. You believe in Jesus, you know his word, you understand his word, you apply it, solution is surrounding you. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. You are blessed in the morning. You are blessing the field. You are blessing the city. The hand of God is resting upon you. Your tomorrow is better than today. Listen to me. When you speak the word, people will listen to you. The word will hear you. The day will work for you. The night will rain for you. When it flows, it will flow away every day in your life. I see God going before you, breaking asunder the bars of fire. Setting the places free. You will go through fire, it will not burn you. You will go through the river, you will not be submerged. At the end of it all, you will stand. You will stand. You will stand. Because God is for you. Somebody shout, God is for me. I am standing. I remain standing. Your tomorrow is better than today. You will get better and better. Your bright is better and better in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet and give God the praise.